0: Dumped by his girlfriend, a high school grad decides to embark on an overseas adventure in Europe with his friends.
1: This is Ryan.
0: And this is Ashley.
1: And this is Ruining Ruining Our our childhood. Childhood. You kind of threw me off at the way you said it. A nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. Do we? That's what we do here. Is that what we do? That is what we do here. Is
0: that our podcast? I would say so. Okay. Hmm. Hi, guys. It's Ashley. And it's Ryan. And we're just chilling.
1: Like villains? (laughs) No. No, not like villains.
0: Just two people that are content in life.
1: Yeah, living our best life, enjoying this beautiful weather we've had.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's nice. Very nice. Even though I just had to close the window because people are loud outside. <laughs> outside. <laughs> people are outside, you know, walking and oh. enjoying life. And Those
1: sons of bitches.
0: Sons of bitches. <sighs> this week we're doing the 2004. <laughs> correct i had to guess that that's good i guess. knew it from memory mm-hmm. 2004 classic euro trip a second trip movie we're doing yeah they're not related though
1: no but i will tell you when this movie came out i thought they were
0: yeah i probably did too yeah it seemingly should be very s- similar it's a guy who is chasing after a girl in a way very true it's just you know overseas. Yeah.
1: And he's with his group of friends. Yeah. Although this time he has a friend that's a girl with them.
0: Yeah. And yeah. I believe she's a little more developed than the female characters in Road Trip. This is That's true. just a guess. Yeah. So 2004, mm-hmm. we've done a couple of movies in this year. Yeah.
1: I feel like one of our very recent ones was, I think, uh Dawn
0: of the Dead. It was yeah. Dawn of the Dead, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Probably came uh, out right around the same time as this.
0: Possibly. Mm-hmm. So EuroTrip is our most recent poll winner. And if you'd like to vote in our polls, don't forget to check out Facebook at ruining our childhood on and, Thursdays. Yes. And Twitter okay. at ROC Movie Podcast also on Thursdays.
1: hmm And then over on Instagram on Fridays at Ruining Our Childhood.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And those would be on our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So if you want to help Choose our next movie throughout the loser bracket. Yes. Uh, definitely check those out every week. Yeah,
1: you guys get a say.
0: Sort of. We're I a democracy. Don't mind Rupert. He's freaking out because people again are walking around enjoying the weather.
1: Mm-hmm. He's telling them to stop
0: it. Yeah. He's a jerk. He's like, "Don't walk by my front door. <laughs> What's your business here, sir? <laughs> oh, you're just walking <laughs> on a street. Oh. Okay." Okay,
1: continue your business there.
0: I always wonder when dogs are barking if they're really, especially our dogs, if they're actually trying to, like, scare people away, if they're like, hey, you, come over here and pet me. I think that's more likely. Hey, hey, you. Yeah. I need pets.
1: That's Quinn right there. She's like, hey, <laughs> come over here.
0: Look at <laughs> she, me, I'm a cute, adorable dog. She's like
1: a creep trying to lure kids. <laughs> she's like, hey, hey, come here. Come here for a second. I want to talk to you.
0: You she's just driving around in a white van trying to get free pets.
1: <laughs> it doesn't say free candy on the side; It says free pets. She's like, "Come over here, rub
0: my head." Yeah. But then it, that's confusing because then it sounds like she's giving away giving away dogs. dogs. Yeah. No, 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 no. She wants you to give her rubs. Free rubs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. She's like, "Hey, what you doing there? Come check uh, out my van." <laughs> Our dogs are creeps. <laughs> Is what we're saying. That is what we're saying. Um. Anyway, let's go down memory road and hit us with some 2004 facts, preferably ones that you didn't use for Dawn of the Dead.
1: I'm going to go a little bit lower down the list. Okay, so not, yeah. not as
0: good. Yeah, no. <laughs>
1: uh, this movie was released on February 20th of 2004. It had a budget of $25 million and it grossed $20.8 million. Some popular TV shows were Grey's Anatomy, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Monday Night Football. Um, the number one song the week the movie came out was "Outcast" featuring Sleepy Brown, The Way You Move. And a couple other popular songs were Juvenile featuring Soldier Slim, Slow Motion, and Fantasia, I believe. Some popular movies were The Incredibles, Harry Potter, and The Prisoner of Azkaban, and The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. That's got to take you back because you were... A senior when this came out, right? So some of those were like some of your jams, senior mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I very much related to this movie, too, because they were also seniors graduating. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this movie was meant for me. Yeah. I think that's why it sticks out in my head. I feel like some of the people on Instagram that voted did leave comments, and they're just like, why would you pick Euro Trip? Like, as if it wasn't a good movie. Oh. And I'm... I'm sure there's movies like that where I kind of put them on almost like a pedestal or I thought they were really, really funny at the time mm-hmm. and maybe they weren't as popular as I imagined in my head, you know? Yeah. I think this might be one of those movies.
1: Because like you said, it's it's a relatable one. Yeah. And for me, I put it on a pedestal because it was, when I saw it for the first time, I saw it in theaters, but I was on a trip with my brothers. Oh, yeah. We were in Florida. And we went and saw it at um, the movie theater by Disney World. Nice. So it was kind of, like, I think I've seen two movies in that movie theater. One of them was with you. Yeah. And see, now I have that memory. I have a similar memory with seeing this with my brothers. What movie did we see? We saw Easy A.
0: That is correct, which is an amazing movie. I
1: was going to say, that's a an Ashley and Ryan favorite. Yeah. The thing I do remember when I saw this movie was it was probably like a month later. Uh-huh. So there wasn't a lot of people in the movie theater, but there was a gentleman in there who, when he liked a scene, he laughed very loud. And I think for whatever reason, one of my brothers decided he needed to raise his laughing game. Yeah. And try to over laugh this gentleman in the theaters. <laughs> and finally we're like, Hey, knock it off. <laughs> like, like we know you, this is not your normal laugh. Why are you doing this? It's a funny movie.
0: It's probably more noticeable if you're in a movie theater that isn't quite as full. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do like going to movie theaters when they're really full and you're going to see a funny movie because that, like, everybody laughing together is really a fun thing. Mm -hmm. It's like going to a comedy show, too. Yeah. It, like, really helps with thinking something's funny. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a group mentality, you know?
1: But at the same time... If you're laughing at something and nobody else is laughing and it's a full theater, you're like, ooh, this is awkward. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Nobody else got it.
0: That's true. Yeah. And that's happened.
1: But uh, what was your earliest memory of this?
0: I definitely remember this movie being one of the ones that I got to rent early because having worked at a video store, Mm -hmm. that was a perk that Mm -hmm. we got. I've talked about it before. And... I don't know if I watched it with my brother, because by then he kind of had a life. Yeah. And he had a full-time job. But it was after I'd graduated, because I'm assuming it came out on video, like...
1: Like three months later? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But thinking it was really funny, and it had, you know, a couple actors in it that I liked. hmm I think, honestly, out of the main cast, the only person that actually knew who the actor was was the female role, which yeah. we'll talk about. Yeah. For sure. When we re the movie, so... I haven't seen this movie in a while, but I do remember thinking it was really funny. I feel like we watched it, rewatched it together, like, one of the first times we hung out. Or... Yeah,
1: that would make sense. Because this was a movie that I really liked. I, th- I remember buying it probably the day it came out mm-hmm. on DVD. And, like, we should watch this one. But I do think you bring up a very good point about not really being familiar with the cast. Yeah. Outside of one person. Yeah. So, yeah. It had to have, I'm sure there was something in the trailer that I was like, that looks hilarious. I need to go see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't really remember other than it just kind of follows that formula of a group of kids kind of not having parental supervision and just getting into a whole mess of hilarious situations, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So
1: I was just thinking about, I'm like, me and my brothers had literally been on a road trip together at that point. We drove to florida
0: surprisingly not as as eventful as say the movie road trip or any movie that's centered around people trying to get to a destination yeah speaking of movies trying to get to a destination do you want to talk about our november
1: oh yes so if you guys are not familiar we do have a runers club it is free to join you just head over to ruining our childhood Got ruiningourchildhood.com
0: Did you say Gotcom?
1: com <laughs> Got-com and join the Runners Club. Last month we did Hocus Pocus for mm-hmm. October but for November we're doing probably the only Thanksgiving movie anyone can name which is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Mm-hmm.
0: And of course with our Minisodes or bonus odes, as we like to call them we don't critique the movie so much as we, you know, talk about how much we love it. Yes. And this Movie, plane, trains, and automobiles is definitely one of those films.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's uh, Steve Martin and John Candy, which I believe they are in the process of remaking, starring Kevin Hart and Will Smith.
0: Yes, I don't know how I feel about that. I like Will Smith. I like Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. I just, I just don't know.
1: (laughs) I'm going to keep an open mind. (laughs) Yeah. Because there's been many times where I was not sure about stuff and then, the end product I really enjoyed. So yeah. I'm I'm hopeful, but it's one of those ones you're like, if they said let's not remake this movie, I'd be perfectly okay with it. Yeah. The the one we have now is very good.
0: I've said it multiple times where I don't really care about remakes because I feel like if you really love an original of something, it's the remake's not gonna take away from the original. But I feel like getting older, I can understand people's frustration more because say this version, Kevin Hart and Will Smith version, is actually really good and it becomes popular. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a generation that's like, oh, that's the only plane, trains, and automobile I know. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that is is just knowing film history and knowing that the remake's. Are not as good as the originals. And giving credit where credit is due. Which yeah. is like the originals, right? So I don't, I don't know. That's just my little rant on that.
1: I agree. It's... I try to keep an open mind to them. Uh, but I say that. But I'm sure there are ones when I saw they were going to be remade. I'm like, oh, why are you remaking that? Yeah. The other ones are perfect. That was my sassy yeah. voice.
0: I also usually don't care that much. Also, I don't let it like run my life. And I no. don't let myself go I need to troll celebrities who are going to star in these movies and make them feel bad about themselves and I don't understand internet troll guys no that's me neither do something else with your life do something more productive
1: Will Smith doesn't care whether or not I think he's going to be bad in this role yeah (laughs) he's gonna be like no that's thanks
0: he's like cool
1: cool opinion bro (laughs) um
0: anyway back to Euro trip so did we finish talking about Playtreets and Automobiles? At least saying when that will be out?
1: It is going to be out not this Friday, but the following Friday.
0: Yes. yes. It will be out the Friday before Thanksgiving. Yes. So back to Euro trip. Do you think this movie will hold up?
1: I've kind of gone back and forth in my head. I think it's going to be funny and there's going to be lots of stuff that I'm going to laugh at. But I think there's going to be a lot of stuff going against it. So, and like cringy moments and stuff like that. So I'm going to say it's not going to hold
0: up. I agree. I definitely think from what I can remember from this movie that there's going to be too many moments that are either dated Mm -hmm. or offensive. Mm -hmm. And I, because I feel like when this movie came out, it was still cool to objectify women. Yep. (laughs) It was still socially acceptable to objectify women. And I think that's going to go against it.
1: That, I think there's going to be some homophobia.
0: Oh, for sure. Again, another thing that we've seen in a lot of movies from this time. But definitely, I think this movie came out in a time where it was still socially acceptable to be completely offensive. Yes. And, you know, whether... You agree that it's still cool to be offensive.
1: And it was part of the humor that they used Mm -hmm. was being that offensive humor.
0: Yeah, so I think that's definitely going to work against it, for me at least, in my opinion. Which is not fact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where can you stream this movie?
0: Um, you can't stream it uh, necessarily for free on anything like Netflix or Hulu, but you can rent it, it looks like, or buy it on most of the platforms. So, at least it's available. Okay. Um... And also, we own it, which I feel like it's been a minute since... Well, Dawn of the Dead, I guess. Yeah, we own that. But we do own it on DVD. Yes. So, that's nice.
1: That is nice. So, we're going to go ahead and hit the
0: Pause-y pause. pause
1: and go watch Eurotrip.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay? Okay, bye. Bye. Okay,
1: and we just finished watching Eurotrip, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories.
0: Like we always do.
1: And our first category is, Well, Hello There. Well, Hello There. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And who did you notice?
0: I did want to kind of go over the main cast. Mm -hmm. The first person all name is Cooper, Mm -hmm. played by Jacob Pitts. He was in, uh, most recently in Justified, mm-hmm. and I believe he was in the Pacific. Yes. And most, most recently, Sneaky Pete.
1: Yes. I think I've seen a couple episodes of Justified that had him in it, and yeah. I know he was like a main character mm-hmm. on it. The other person that's kind of also main cast, uh, he was the, I would say the main character?
0: You said kind of the main cast? I would yeah. say he, his character drives the whole movie, right? Yes.
1: His name is, uh, the character is Scott Thomas, but he is played by Scott Meklowix, I believe is how you would say his name. Sure. I looked up his acting credits. The only thing that really jumped out at me was he was on an episode of House.
0: Yeah, I didn't say anything that I was like, oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I was kind of waiting for,
0: I was like, I wonder what that guy's been up to. Apparently not much. (laughs) (sighs) At least in the acting world. Yeah. The next person is Michelle Trachenberg. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, she plays Jenny, and obviously she's from a bunch of things from her childhood. The Adventures of Pete and Pete, Harriet the Spy, she was in Seventeen Again, and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did no- notice that she hasn't acted in the last two years. Yeah. What's up with that, Michelle Trachtenberg?
1: I think the last thing I really remember her from was she was in Killing Kennedy. Oh, okay. She played Oswald's wife. Interesting. But yeah.
0: Yeah, that was
1: she hasn't been in much the last couple of years, but she's still got quite the resume. Yeah. The next one, I would say the fourth in the main cast is Jamie, and he was played by Travis Wester. The big thing that I always remember him popping up on was Supernatural. Yeah. He played Harry Spangler. They were kind of like a, like a ghost chaser it was, internet show I they had. I think
0: their name was Ghost Facers.
1: Ghost Facers. Yeah. Yeah. And he, so he popped up on a lot of episodes yeah. over the course of that show. And then he was also in the movie LBJ uh, more recently with Woody Harrelson, oh, okay. where he played uh, President Johnson.
0: Woody Harrelson. Didn't.
1: Woody Harrelson yeah. played President Johnson. He didn't. Jamie did not.
0: <laughs> the next person I have is Christine Keurig. Mm-hmm. She played Fiona, Scotty's girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's from Smallville. Most famously, I would say, and uh, more recently in a TV show called Burden of Truth.
1: Yes. So. And she was on that show uh, Beauty and the Beast.
0: Yeah. On CW. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My next one is the person that played Scott's dad, which was Jeffrey Tambor. He was on Arrested Development, Hangover, and more recently was on Transparent.
0: Yes. Yes. The next one is a good old cameo mm-hmm. from matt damon i would say the king of cameos yes uh, and he plays donnie who's the lead singer of the band at their graduation party and he's matt damon yeah obviously born identity numerous things did you write he is matt damon my note
1: was he's matt damon yeah
0: <laughs> you know who matt damon is
1: I do remember when I saw the movie the first time being like, holy crap, they got Matt Damon to yeah. make a cameo.
0: And apparently he just likes doing cameos in movies.
1: Yeah, because wasn't it um, Interstellar he makes
0: one? He does, in Interstellar and then in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. So.
1: Yeah, he makes some good ones. Yeah. My next one was a soccer hooligan played by Vinnie Jones. Yeah. And we know Vinny Jones from X-Men, he was on Arrow, and it seemed like most recently the thing that I had heard of that he was on was NCIS Los Angeles. Okay. I didn't realize how long of a soccer career he had. He played for Chelsea and a lot of the big European soccer teams.
0: Yeah. Hmm. One that I didn't realize until we watched this movie today was the actor that played Robot Man, J.P. Minow, who... Was on Community. Was on How I Met Your Mother as not Moby or Phoebe, and you know Fake Dean. Oh no shit. Uh, uh, Dino Ganger. The Dino Ganger. Yeah, um, yeah. You know who
1: I used to always think it was. Who? And I think the minute I say it, you're gonna go, okay. I could see that. I always thought it was Thomas Lennon until today, and then I saw the credits, and I went, okay, that's not Thomas Lennon.
0: Surprisingly. Thomas Lennon was not in this comedy.
1: Yeah. Because I think it's the mustache and he yeah. does, but you just kind of blew my mind that he was the, uh, not Moby and yeah. all those guys. Okay. That's awesome.
0: Who is your next one?
1: My next one played a character just popping up on the train and being a real creep. <laughs> And that was Fred Armisen.
0: Yeah, I think you're looking for a creepy Italian guy. As that's he was, that's yeah. what he's credited yeah. as?
1: Okay. Uh, Fred Armisen was on SNL forever, it seemed like, and Portlandia. He's been in a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah, he's just a great comedic actor. Yeah. You know?
1: Perfect example is him being in this movie and not even using English. Yeah. And stealing the scenes he's in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the whole movie. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll decide that later. Mm-hmm. The next person I have is Lucy Lawless, makes mm-hmm. a cameo as Madame van der Sex, the owner of the sex club in Amsterdam that Cooper finds. She obviously is Xena. Yes. She was in Parks and Rec. She's, Diane. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. been in a bunch of stuff. Yes. So.
1: My next one was the Amsterdam mugger, and that is Diedrich Bader. He played Oswald on the Drew Carey show when I was younger. Uh, More recently, he's been on the Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie, Uh and also was on Space Force with Steve Carell.
0: Yeah, and he's uh, on that ABC show, American Housewife. Oh, okay. He's like the second lead, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that show, but yeah, it's a good point. Another person that is just a good comedic actor, Mm -hmm. so many... Small, funny parts in movies.
1: He was always, like, low-key my favorite part of the Jerry oh, G- show. Oh. Him and uh, Ryan, Ryan Stiles. Styles. Yeah. yeah For sure. Hilarious.
0: Um, my next person, and I'm going to totally butcher his name, is Raid uh, Sherbedezia. <laughs> I'm not good with Eastern European names. Okay. He plays uh, Tibor. He's the guy that's like... Miami Vice, yeah. number one show. Uh-huh. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Batman Begins. Okay. He had a small part in. And I just, the thing I remember him from is this movie mm-hmm. that when I remember seeing Batman Begins, because he plays a homeless man, but I think he has a couple lines. And I was like, that's the guy from Hero <laughs> Um, But he was also in Snatch. Oh, okay. He's been in a bunch of movies, but yeah, I'm sorry I butch- just butchered his name.
1: That's okay. My last one is Lady in the Confessional. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene where Scotty and his pen pal are having sex in a confessional and a lady is trying to confess her sins. Right. And that is played by Mindy Sterling, who she was in Austin Powers as Frau Farbissima. And more recently, she's been a regular on the Goldbergs.
0: Okay. Yeah. She's another one that's just hilarious. I was going to say,
1: one of those great... Comedy character actors at pop up and everything, yeah. like it's a Fred Willard type. Their their IMBD is literally seventeen pages long.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I actually have two. Oh. So there's Patrick malahide who plays Arthur Fromer. Okay. The guy who wrote the Fromer Guide and he mm-hmm. gives Jamie a job at the end of the movie. Uh that is you're on Greyjoy from Game of Thrones and he was in another movie that we did for the podcast The World Is Not Enough oh wow okay and then my second one again I'm going to mispronounce and butcher this guy's name uh, is Predrag Behalak maybe Um, he plays the guy at the Vatican who says the Pope had died he yells Uh the Pope had died and then he's like they elected a new Pope and he is from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire he plays the headmaster. From
1: dermstadt
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he didn't, I think that it was hard to recognize him because that guy in Harry Potter literally had like black teeth. Yeah. And this guy just looks like, like an Italian guy on the street. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You blew my mind. Yeah. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Yeah. As
1: soon as he said which one he was from, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Pre-drag behalak, maybe. I don't know, guys. Mm-hmm. My mouth doesn't work. I don't know how to... I don't have good reading comprehension, maybe. <laughs> I can barely read English. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, was that all we had? And that is all Shall I Shall we move on?
1: Should we go to break?
0: Yeah, probably. Okay.
1: We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
0: Okay. Okay. And we're back. Our next category is called, kids would call it a throwback. We called the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, dated references, and offensive jokes. Yeah, I didn't (laughs) add anything I know. What did you think about the fashion?
1: I will say, I didn't think the fashion was terrible, but I had some issues. I did think it was interesting at the beginning of the movie, after Scotty's gone to his senior party, And he comes home a little intoxicated. The next morning he wakes up and his brother's wearing his bathrobe. Yeah. And I feel like the only reason Scott's name is embroidered on the bathrobe is so you know that it's not his brother's. Yeah. Because I was like, who has embroidered bathrobes?
0: (laughs) Nerds. Yeah. Unless they got him, maybe his mom got him for Christmas for both of them. And, and then got the he, same color. He peed on On Birds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who names their child Bert? In I mean in this day and age. Yeah, it's not a Did you go to school with a lot of Berts?
1: I didn't go to school with any Berts. I guess if your name's Robert, okay. you could go by Bert.
0: But as like a twelve year old boy that his Scotty's brother is, yeah. I would think he'd probably go by like Robbie. Yeah. You know, or Bobby. Even. Bobby,
1: Rob. Rob. Bob.
0: Not a lot of Bert's out there. I don't know a lot of 12-year-olds going by Bob either, but...
1: That's true. That's um, very true.
0: Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did you notice as far as fashion?
0: Um, I mean, it was all your basic early 2000s fashion. I did like at one point Coop is wearing a shirt that <laughs> says Cooper, and it has his own face on it. Mm-hmm. And they definitely are wearing, especially Cooper's, Always wearing like a t-shirt and then like a flannel. Yeah, or like he a, has to have the layers or yeah. or a button-down shirt with a t-shirt underneath because that's how men dressed.
1: I was gonna say I looked at the clothes and I went, "Yep, I'm guilty of wearing all of this stuff."
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I did like at one point when they're in Paris when uh, Scott and Cooper have met up with Jamie and Jenny in Paris. They go to a what appears to be a fairly nice restaurant because everyone there was really dressed nicely Mm -hmm. and they're not dressed nice to the point scotty's got a baseball cap on backwards
0: do you think because they're obviously in a different country they're in paris at this time that people deal with that stuff all the time that they're like off tourists they're just dressing like they just went to a gym yeah and they're coming (laughs) coming to a nice restaurant and i don't know is all paris restaurants that nice even when they're casual
1: I think the first one. Okay. They deal with it all the time.
0: <laughs> I just think about when we go to Disney World and sometimes we go to some pretty nice restaurants on property and because people have been in the park all day and some people don't want to like go back to their hotel room and change, they're wearing just whatever they wore that day. So they're wearing t-shirt and shorts because it's a thousand degrees there.
1: Yeah. They're wearing their best Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Yeah. Which it's always funny because... Then there is the people that are like, hey, I'm going to a fairly nice restaurant. I'm gonna go back to my room and put on a button-down shirt.
0: Not yeah. everybody has time to do that though. Yeah. So
1: No, I you're trying to maximize your vacation down there. Right. Right.
0: Anyway. Did you have anything else or did you want to move on to dated references?
1: I'm ready to move on. The first dated reference that I had was Cooper calling Jamie C three PO because he wanted to go do some sightseeing at Cran-sur-Mer. Yeah. How dare you want to go experience the culture and not just go to a nude beach.
0: How dare you have a plan when you go on your trip with your twin sister and then everybody else thinks you're dumb and lame for having a plan?
1: Yeah. How dare you?
0: <laughs> that poor Jamie. <laughs> I didn't really have any actual references. I obviously in this category we also talk about offensive jokes and there was a lot. Yes. As predicted, there was quite a bit of gay jokes mm-hmm. at one point. I think they're at the graduation party, and they're all talking, all the friends. And Jenny's like, I can't wait to go to Paris, because the, in the beginning of the movie, the plan is just the twins are going to Europe on vacation, mm-hmm. and obviously they meet up with Cooper and Scotty, because Scotty you know, is chasing after this girl that he didn't realize was a girl like five seconds ago. But... Jenny is talking about how she hopes that she meets a a cute French guy in Paris and falls (laughs) in love. And Cooper's like, yeah, sounds a little gay. And I guess that part's not funny. But the part that is kind of funny is the fact that Jenny's like, it's not gay because I'm a girl, which is accurate.
1: Specifically Cooper. Yeah. I think four or five times was just like not forgets. But implies she's just one of the guys. Well, and you're like,
0: I get that because it's somebody that, I mean, they're trying to establish that these people have been friends a really long time. They don't see her as a girl, quote unquote, because they don't see her as somebody that they would date or, mm-hmm. you know, not until later in the movie. But I get that part. It's just, it's, I don't know. Yeah. No, I get where you go. It starts to wear thin because they do repeat that joke quite a bit. And that's, yeah. but.
1: Another one that's on the offensive side of things is Bert calling his brother Scott the R-word because Scott did not realize that Mika is a girl. He thought it was Mike and it's a guy.
0: Apparently he doesn't know, which I guess would be a plot hole that I didn't write down, but I'm just discovering right now that he's decent enough at German to hold conversations with this person, but not good enough to know that. Her name is a female name. Yeah. And you're thinking
1: if you've been pen pals and you've exchanged multiple correspondence, there would have been other indications during that time that this is a girl you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Not just, you haven't exchanged one letter.
0: Unless your, I guess, definition of a girl is just one-sided of, well, if she wasn't talking about manicures and, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, a generic female stereotype like she like talked about sports and so you just assume she had a penis <laughs> it's smart. silly yeah. it's silly stuff I've almost to the point we've seen so many movies that have been written by men that I almost feel like we need to add the category of this would never happen in real life and it you know it's the male wish fulfillment mm-hmm. and pretty much everything Cooper does to yeah. me is that yeah, The way he tricks a girl at the graduation party, uh, tricks her into taking off her top because she has something on her boob. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes. I'm not saying that women in history have, haven't been gullible, but I just feel like she already doesn't like him. She knows who he is. She knows what type of guy he is. So the fact that she still fell for it is not believable. Agreed. And... Cooper's a little bit of a creep. Uh, Yeah.
1: But yeah, she definitely, that scene is one of those great examples of, yeah, this was written by a 30-year-old guy.
0: And as, uh, you know, a 16-year-old, 17-year-old boy watching it, you're like, I should try that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: You know, that's that's the stuff I'm thinking. Like, there is no hope for the men of our generation (laughs) because of these movies.
1: My next offensive, it's not really a joke, it was the cultural stereotypes that ran rampant throughout this movie. Oh yes. Whether it was Vinnie Jones, he's you know, you're in England, it's a soccer hool again. Over in Amsterdam, it's nothing but sex clubs and hash brownies. Uh in Bratislava you can buy a hotel for five cents. And yeah. It was just these poor, crappy American stereotypes of Europeans.
0: I wonder if anybody from a different country, or for one of these countries that were depicted, watched this and were like, "What the fuck?" Because <laughs> <laughs> fucking Americans.
1: Also, I looked up Bratislava because I was like, "I wonder what it looks like there." Seems like a very nice city. Yeah. Yeah, but they're gonna show it to you and make it look like it's ran down.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like our what we assume like Russia looks like. Yeah. And, the poor Eastern European countries. Mm -hmm. Exactly. In general, the main plot point, which is that Scotty, having figured out that his pen pal is a female, is chasing after her. But the fact that uh, because Cooper had planted in his head like a couple scenes before, that, that having a male pen pal is somehow weird. Yes. And that the male pen pal will one day try to seduce him into a relationship Mm -hmm. so then when he gets a response from mika and it's just like oh i'm sorry you broke up with your girlfriend but we should meet up because she's going to be in the country looking at colleges Mm -hmm. and he freaks out and thinks that the the guy per se mike wants to seduce him yeah it's very homophobic because first of all even if he was a guy saying he wants to meet up
1: there's no implication. That, that he wants
0: to have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was a, we've talked a bunch and I'm going to be in America. We should try to meet up and meet face to face. That's and, all it was. And
0: the best part is he's carried on this pen pal relationship thinking that Mika was Mike. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, has have you guys ever talked about anything super personal or anything sexual? Then you shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Like if you guys were carrying on stuff, a flirty relationship, then... Yeah, maybe you would assume that they want something more, but you think it's just a, another guy you're talking to about sports and yeah. whatever else you like. So, it's just, I don't know. No, I it, agree. It was it's very dated, too.
1: Yes, totally agree.
0: I think people know this in 2020, but in 2004 people apparently didn't know that you could be a straight man and also be friends with a gay guy. Yeah. It's it's crazy.
1: It's insane. Crazy. It's a
0: crazy concept. Crazy. Apparently in 2004 <laughs> crazy concept Did you have anything else?
1: Uh just on the dated reference inside. You mentioned the gentleman over in Bratislava who comes out of his apartment. Mm-hmm. He kind of hits you with just a slew of dated reference. Yes. You mentioned Miami Vice, but he also when he leaves he's like, "Stop! Hammer time." <laughs> and then he says like, "Where's the beef to them?" And then he actually gives him a ride to Berlin in his car which is some sort of a European car, but it's painted to look like the General Lee from yeah, Dix But
0: it's not even remotely the same shape. No, but um, it had the horn. That's true.
1: So, yeah.
0: That's, yeah. He was, he was a good slew of dated references. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about in this, and I'm going to dwell on these dated notions of women and uh, homophobic jokes and stuff, but it's something I noticed that Scott, Scotty is a little obsessed with Mika's virginity. While they're traveling to Germany, obviously they don't get there very quickly because there would be no movie. Mm -hmm. You know, he keeps having these daydreams or dreams of seeing her for the first time or the one dream is is of her having sex with like a very hunky German guy. Mm -hmm. And he keeps talking about how, like his version of Mika keeps saying, I was going to save myself for him. And... It kind of like reinforces the notion that women are only good if they're saving themselves for you. Yeah. Or especially at that age, if they're young, they should be virgins. And I don't know if it's has to do with the fact that his girlfriend, Fiona, obviously cheated on him, you know, mm-hmm. but it just, yeah, it just gives that notion that like his ex-girlfriend was bad because she was promiscuous. Mika's good because she's a virgin, even though he fucking doesn't even know that. He's just applying that image onto her.
1: Yeah. I mean, he barely just figured out she's a girl. Tells and you I'm going to guess that her. she
0: isn't because they hook up like five seconds after they see each other again. So
1: she seems a lot smarter than he is. And she knew he was a guy and probably had more invested in this friendship than Scott. That's true. Scott doesn't seem to be the brightest. He's not. No.
0: That was just something I noticed was uh That reinforcement that virgins are good, slutty girls are bad. Or bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Are you ready to move on to our next category? Yes. Our next category, we're going to go ahead and fire up the email. Send a letter over to Germany to talk to our pen pal and talk about some technology. What pieces did you notice?
0: There's quite a bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing like extremely dated because it's still stuff that we use, like cell phones, whatnot. I did like Scotty's mom at the beginning of the movie is recording his graduation, and essentially she records Fiona <laughs> dumping him. Yes. Um, with a very large camcorder. hmm But
1: it was a Sony, though. It was yeah. Nice, but yeah.
0: And then they, then Cooper and Bert use it to rewatch his sad display of yelling her name. <laughs> Fiona! Yeah.
1: We talked about, obviously multiple times, the email correspondence between Minka and Scotty, mm-hmm. and his email... Mika. Mika.
0: Mika. Mika? Mika. 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 I don't uh,
1: know. <laughs> Scott's email address, because it pops up when she clicked on an email from him, is Thomas at scottimail.com.
0: <laughs> oh, he has his own email <laughs> provider. <got> his own
1: <laughs> email service. Fancy. Like, check out him. Also, I did like every time he would get an email, his computer would go, mail, motherfucker.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I liked that Jamie had a Leica M7, which Leicas are very nice cameras. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was very proud of it. And then he sells it. Yeah. For Scotty. I was going
1: to say, he sells it so they can... Is it to get to Germany or to get back home?
0: No, I think it's to get to Italy. They're in Germany yeah. and they have to get to Italy because That's she's... That's what it is. She took like a...
1: Tour of Rome.
0: Yeah, and she was getting on a boat for a summer course or something yeah. like that. I, I wasn't listening.
1: <laughs> the other thing I liked was I did like Cooper's cell phone.
0: It was a little fancy.
1: It was a push button slider cell phone yeah. when you pushed a button it popped open I thought that was I guarantee 2004 Ryan was like I want that so yeah
0: phone. remember I had that cell phone that was like a LG and it was a TV and it slid up it was a little bit of a mix of that and a sidekick I would yeah say.
1: it was a Tony Stark cell phone from the original Iron Man very true yeah Is he it- had
0: facetime capability in yeah. that movie when that did not exist at that time
1: no it did not
0: i also like i feel like in this time every cell phone or every movie had that Motorola or motorola flip phone that was looked like it was metal mm-hmm. and i totally had one of those for years
1: i'm trying to think of like what the worst one i kind of did have a slider phone Mm-hmm. i think maybe when we first started dating i still had it
0: you did have a shitty phone
1: yeah but i thought it was cool because was a
0: slider <laughs> phone <laughs> uh, that's pretty much all i had same yeah we did have this on dvd and there were some amazing trailers
1: probably some future episodes <laughs>
0: <laughs> movies were like oh yeah yeah. Well, not so much Anchorman. Yeah, we remember Anchorman. But there was also Along Came Polly mm-hmm. with Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston.
1: And then the Chronicles of Riddick.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Envy, which is a movie with Jack Black and Ben Stiller, which we were talking about we never got through. No. I remember renting it when I worked at the video store and... Yeah. same it, it, it's like one of those things where we watched the trailer and I was like man there's a lot of funny famous people in this it just mustn't have not been that great of a movie
1: I mean you think about this is 2004 and they show you a trailer that has Ben Stiller and Jack Black who are probably at their peak of their popularity mm-hmm. so you're thinking this is slam dunk yeah and yeah could not make it through that movie
0: yeah I don't even remember what it was about
1: I just remember the Rise. <laughs> that's that's it
0: so one of our new categories we talk about is our favorite song. And there was a lot of early 2000s emo punk rock, mm-hmm. you know, playing. But obviously we can't do this movie without talking about Scotty Doesn't Know. Yeah. It's a standout.
1: It is. When I think of this movie, I think of that song. I know I have that song on my iTunes <laughs> because of this movie.
0: Do you know who sings it?
1: Uh, Lustra.
0: Okay. That's the name of the band,
1: and also I'm pretty sure I briefly, because going back to then, did do the ringtone, just like Cooper. <laughs> well, because
0: did. yeah, it it is something that they repeat in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a repetitive joke, and obviously they hear it at graduation. And then they hear it throughout their journey in Europe. They were in a club. It was a club version of it. And then, yeah, it was kind of funny when Cooper had it.
1: When I think of this movie, definitely that's the one that comes to mind.
0: Yeah. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? Where we talk about the plot, the plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest moment from this movie. What did you think about the plot?
1: I think it's incredibly not believable, <laughs> the idea that you would drop everything and try to go to Europe, to Germany, yeah, with minimal background, on um, to look up this person that you corresponded with, like on a whim, basically. I don't find that believable, really, at all.
0: The premise of the movie is something that's been done before there's a problem, or somebody's trying to win somebody's heart, so they take this journey. Mm-hmm. To, and then the journey is not simple it's complicated yeah good things happen bad things happen funny things happen but I, I agree it's it's a little ridiculous a little crazy a, a little over the top yeah to be an 8 year old deciding that you're in love with this person who you thought was a guy and you're so overly straight that that you had no idea that this person was a romantic possibility until you find out she's a hot girl and then you're like I'm in love with her yeah
1: I will say if I remember correctly he does say something about uh, to Cooper about they've had a lot of conversations and he can tell her anything and there's things that he tells her that he doesn't even tell him and he was yeah. like like what I get that there is a strong friendship but I agree with you it's oh she's super attractive I need to go to Europe now Yeah, yeah.
0: that's my thing like I they do say like that they've had lots of conversations he feels really close to this person mm-hmm. But it was just the fact that the minute he found out, like, oh, it's the hot girl in the photo, then I'm in love with her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Change of plans. But then
0: I'm like, so then were you questioning your feelings for the person before? But you're like, I'm super straight. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's dumb. Yeah. I, I guess we shouldn't overly think about this plot in this movie because other than it doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know. It does not. <laughs> what was your some of your plot holes that you had. Right
1: off the bat we talked about they go to Germany and it appears that neither one of them has any money to be going to Germany. Yes. To the point they fly to England as couriers. Mm-hmm. But then they're bouncing around Europe with no money.
0: I don't know how they got to Paris. Well they actually they got a free ride to Paris.
1: Yeah they got a free ride with uh, Vinnie Jones and the soccer guys yeah. going to. But then they get on a train
0: I assume that Jamie and Jenny paid for all that then because they had money they They were planning to travel around
1: I guess but it just
0: no it's still stupid yeah
1: and I know they hitch a ride from one of the countries to Bratislava and then from Bratislava that's like after their
0: after their money's been stolen basically yeah
1: yeah because uh Jamie gets held up
0: yeah yeah I just felt like and I kind of mentioned it earlier that I feel like Jamie would not sell his like a camera it's All he's been talking about. Mm -hmm. I find it hard to believe that he would do it just because Scotty and Cooper and even Jenny are kind of assholes to him.
1: They really are.
0: Yeah, they came in. They took over his trip. He had all these things planned. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, that's lame. We're going to go find this hot girl. So on one side, I can see like you should have fun on your vacation you should have experiences and he did have some experiences he wouldn't have had if they weren't there Mm -hmm. but i just i don't know like i don't buy him being that good of a friend with scotty to where he would sell his prized possession for scotty yeah scotty isn't that great
1: he doesn't seem to like you said he doesn't almost seem to value jamie yeah so why would he other than jamie's apparently a really good person
0: yeah that's the only thing i can think of yeah do you have any other plot holes so cooper
1: flies to europe mm-hmm. and his boss calls him a couple of times not only does he not get fired for not showing up to work because he even said i didn't tell him i was coming they would have fired me he gets promoted
0: uh that's just called white male privilege it's just, i guess so at its finest do mm-hmm. mere minimum work get promoted yeah. i'm just <laughs> i'm not trying to start a fight with no. any white males out there I'm not saying all of you guys get We're not promoted. all
1: mediocre. Just some of you. <laughs> Just some of us.
0: He's entitled. He's working at his da- dad's law firm, first of all. Yes. Let's be honest. And then he has to do bare minimum work. And then the guy that's actually at the work gets, gets fired. fired. Yeah. Because of how horrible Cooper is.
1: But you know what? That's actually incredibly believable. That's true. The little snot-nosed kid would keep his job. Did you mm-hmm. have any other ones?
0: Just, I, like, you kind of touched on it earlier with the country stereotypes, but just the fact that I don't care how poor the Eastern European country is, you're not getting all that stuff for a $1.50. No, no. <laughs> but when I was younger, when I saw this, I was like, is that true? And I Googled it. I, like, Googled <laughs> the currency rate. <laughs> it wasn't even close. Like, I'm going
1: to take a hundred bucks and I'm going to Bratislava, I'm going to live in a palace. Uh... The last plot hole that I had is this group of kids have bounced around Europe. Scotty and Cooper went with a backpack. Yeah. And every scene they have new clothes on and they always look clean, but they're not staying in hotels until they get to Bratislava.
0: That's true.
1: Like they are, you can sleep on the on the train, like they're like trying to live it up, but I'm like, you guys would be dirty.
0: I don't know where the budget of this movie went to to be honest with you because you could tell on a lot of the scenes that they weren't actually in the place that they were supposed to be in and the backgrounds were superimposed in yes right or green screen Mm -hmm. that i'm just like where where were you guys i did look at the filming locations and it said like ukraine so i wonder if they filmed a lot in ukraine because it's probably cheaper to film there yeah and did just did like certain locations.
1: They just didn't like you said it's just superimposed backgrounds.
0: If you go on IMDb, there's other locations listed like mm-hmm. Paris, London, but I don't know, there's just other movies you can tell when they actually are filming in the location that they're in. Yeah. It looks a lot better, obviously. Like <laughs> <No>, <agree. laughs> did you have anything else that was it what was your funniest moment
1: my funniest moment and we've kind of touched on this multiple times the whole idea that scotty's doesn't know mika is a a girl
0: (laughs) scotty doesn't know scotty
1: doesn't know um he says to cooper he's like until last night i took your advice and then i told her to (laughs) keep her hands off my genitals Which is what Scotty tells Cooper. And Cooper's like, well, give him what we know now. That's the complete opposite of what you want.
0: Yeah, just the way he said that was really hilarious. It was one of my favorite moments. (laughs) I did like the scene. They're in the train station. And Mm -hmm. Jenny meets the generically good-looking French guy Mm -hmm. that she was hoping to meet. And it's supposed to be kind of like a cute, romantic moment. And the boys (laughs) are just yelling to her like, Jenny, come on. And she's just like, Okay, one second. And they're like, Jenny. And she's like, I'm coming. Like she gets <laughs> she
1: <laughs> The way she says it yeah. is very good. She really it, gets deep with it.
0: Yeah. So it's was, it was just a, a break of like, here's a romantic moment. And then Nope. Just kidding. Yeah. What was your cringiest line or moment?
1: There was a lot of cringy stuff in this. Yeah. But They kind of hint at the whole time that Ginny and Jamie aren't the best of twins. They don't really seem to know each other. Like when they're at the party, Jamie brings her a gin and tonic and she's like, why did you bring me that? I don't like this. But when they're in Bratislava at a nightclub, (sighs) they just start making out. Yeah. Well, that's extra cringy.
0: Yeah, not great. Not great. Obviously, the actors aren't related. No, obviously. I also put that as my moment because... They really got into it. It wasn't like even like a peck on the mouth or something. Yeah. They were making out for quite a long time. Yeah. And they're supposed to be really drunk, right? And they're on absinthe and stuff. But I just... It's gross. It is. Incest, never really a funny thing. Yeah. You know? No. It's never... No, it doesn't... No. Not good. It, it never... It wasn't funny probably back then. <laughs> no. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about or touch on?
1: Uh, I did like when they're in Cranc-sur-Mer and they go to a nude beach. The nude beach wasn't the typical, hey, check out all the hot naked ladies. It's a bunch of naked guys because they point out it's overran by male tourists. Yes. Like in Jamie's little Fromers book, which I thought was what I could imagine a European nude beach would, would just be American
0: guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tourists looking for hot French ladies. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree. That that scene was funny just because I felt like, serves you right, Cooper. Mm-hmm. And Scotty and Jamie for thinking that you could go to this beach and there'd just be ladies just ready to hang out with you with their boobs out.
1: Because that's how Europe is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I did like the scene where they are in Amsterdam and Jenny and Scotty have the brownies and they think they're pop brownies, which... First of all, that many pop brownies in one sitting, you guys would be dead, I think. <laughs> yeah. Or just really, really high. But just the fact that they weren't even remotely hash brownies it was pretty funny. Uh, Other than, I'm like, the fact that you ate a whole thing of brownies, you're probably like high off sugar. Yeah. If anything.
1: I just like when the guy's like, we're just a.
0: Dutch Bakery. Dutch Bakery.
1: There's no marijuana in those. And then they immediately, like the special effects of them being tripped out, go away. And he's like, now put on your shirt, white boy. Because <laughs> he had <laughs> taken off his clothes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great. And obviously, we did touch on Fred Armisen's part. Probably one of the funnier parts of the movie that I still enjoyed was mm-hmm. the miscusi, miscusi. Yes. Yeah. Just a creepy Italian guy who sits way too close.
1: I always like, like there's that... It's not in this movie, but it's in another movie where this person's sitting too close to you,
0: Uh
1: and you'll say to them, could you move over? And they move closer to you. And he kind of does it to him. Yeah. Like, he's kind of sitting too close to Jamie. Jamie sits back down, and he moves closer to him, (laughs) which I thought was funny and just well done. He
0: almost puts his whole leg on Jamie's leg. Yeah. Did you want to talk about anything else, or are you good? I'm good. All right. Let's move on shall we or should we take a break Yeah, let's take a quick break okay
1: and we're back we're gonna go ahead and get ready to hand out some awards as always on ruining our childhood it is award season we give out two awards every week the first of which, the valedictorian to the Nicholas Cage online school of bad acting. Whom did you give your award to?
0: I had to give it to Scott Mellowitz. kids Scott. How'd you say his last name? Mellowquitz, I think? You said it so eloquent the first time, I feel like.
1: Fake it till you make it. Yeah,
0: Scott. <laughs> Scotty. Scotty. For both the character and the actor, mm-hmm. the character has nothing going for him. Correct. He's a slightly mildly attractive guy who somehow attracted a very good-looking girlfriend in high school.
1: Yeah, and an equally good-looking girl in Germany. I don't, right. That's a good point. He's
0: uh. he's kind of blah and forgettable. I feel like the funniest parts of the movie have nothing to do with this character other than Scotty Doesn't Know, which yeah. is still a hilarious song just because the fact that they're singing it literally standing right there. And everybody enjoys the song and he's just like, cool. (laughs) But everybody else stands out to me more. The thing, the character I remember from this movie is Cooper. Yeah. While he is a vile character that, I mean, Cooper hasn't dated very well as a character, Mm -hmm. but he's still funny. Yeah. In parts.
1: I 100% agree. I don't know if maybe the character would have been more enjoyable if somebody else was playing him. Maybe. But it's, like you said, he's uneventful. Yeah. He's not very enjoyable. He's not the straight man to the jokes. I feel like Jamie is. Yeah, it's kind, of kind of the butt of the jokes. Or uh, even Jenny a little bit. Yeah. So I can kind of see why he hasn't had a great acting career as yeah. far as the actual person. He didn't wow me with anything.
0: I also, like, nothing against the actor either. The character is written very plainly and... It's just a a reoccurring theme, I feel like, in a lot of these teen movies where the male characters are just so void of any personality that you're just like, how am I going to root for this guy? He's boring.
1: (laughs) Exactly. The whole time you're going, am I really rooting for him to get to Europe and find this girl? Like, he's... Pretty, she could do better. Yeah, he's pretty blonde. The guy that he envisions her hooking up with in his little daydream, much better. <laughs> he's very muscular. He has blonde hair.
0: He seems really nice. He's good at listening.
1: He looks like Oliver Martinez.
0: He really uh, did. Yeah, she
1: could uh, She could do better, and she has done better in his dreams.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, okay. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give your award to?
1: There was part of me that almost gave it to Fred Armisen, but I feel like we've (laughs) talked up his character enough. I gave it to Jacob Pitts as Cooper. When I saw this movie 16 years ago, he hands down was my favorite part. And while I don't find his character as funny, Mm -hmm. the best parts of the movie usually involved his dry sarcasm and humor. So I gave it to him. I don't think his character ages well at all, other than some of the funnier things things that he does
0: for sure yeah I almost gave it to him but I ended up giving it to Michelle Trachenberg Mm -hmm. for Jenny because I felt like her and Jamie were the only characters that were I was rooting for yeah while her character did have a little more development there could have been more obviously yeah but I still think she was funny and she was definitely Like we mentioned a second ago, the straight man, and so was Jamie in a way. Mm -hmm. But she was definitely like the voice of uh, reason in a way, and just like saddled with all these dummies.
1: And out of any of the characters, she's the one that you would go, I want that to be my friend when I'm in high school. She was nice, she was funny, she's smart, like that's the person you would want to hang out with. And
0: she's like laid back and go with the flow. I mean, like she was completely fine with them overtaking her her vacation because i don't think she, i mean she's complete opposite of her brother yeah in a way like she doesn't care about planning or anything she just wants to go on an adventure so she's fine with it
1: exactly and she's getting to do all this experience with her friend
0: but i thought the acting was well done i obviously michelle trachenberg's a great actress so um i just enjoyed her character i mean they did sexualize her a little bit but uh, quite not, a bit yeah not as bad as in other movies i guess
1: They let her keep her clothes on.
0: They did for the most part. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I agree. Like there was a lot of here she is bent over at a soda machine. Yeah. Now here's Cooper realizing multiple different times that she's a girl.
0: And she's an attractive girl. and
1: She has female parts. Yes. And he's somehow just oblivious to it,
0: which I guess should be a plot hole because he is such a sex crazed teenager. How do you not notice the very attractive friend that you have?
1: Yeah. You had to no exactly. We've (laughs) all been through puberty. We notice things. I had plenty of female friends when I was growing up and I was well aware that they were also smart and attractive. Yeah, it's crazy. I had eyes and I knew how to use them. I I had eyes and I knew how to use them.
0: (laughs) Uh, (sighs) That was great. I don't know why. (laughs) So shall we say our final thoughts like we always do yes what do you think about this movie do you think it held up
1: i felt like there was parts of it that were still funny and i've seen this movie a lot when i was growing up i watched it multiple times i felt like there was enough that dated it and hurt it that it didn't hold up when i watched it i'm going i don't know that i would watch this again Mm mm-hmm But like I said, it still has some humor to it, but it doesn't have the charm that it probably had when I was 18 watching it for the first time.
0: For sure. Yeah. I agree with you because I think that there were more dated parts and the overall just plot was not well executed. That those funny parts, the one with Fred Armisen or Matt Damon, Mm -hmm. they were really funny. Yeah. And they stood out to me. But it wasn't enough to save the whole movie from saying it didn't hold up. So I think it's pretty bad if <laughs> the funniest parts of your movie are just two cameos. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Your movie's an hour and a half long and these cameos take up three minutes of it. The yeah. other hour and 27 minutes weren't great.
0: Yeah. There's. I mean, there's still some parts, some lines that were funny yeah. that, were, that were said by... All of the characters like Jenny and Cooper mm-hmm. and Jamie. But yeah, for the most part, it just didn't hold up for me.
1: No, definitely. I totally agree.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was another awesome episode in the books.
1: So thank you for listening, guys. As we mentioned earlier, we're heading into Thanksgiving time. This year is flying by. Uh, so we mentioned our new bonus. So that'll be coming out. And... I mean, God, 2020, we just had an election. Yes. And a good election.
0: Yes, for us. Yes. <laughs> for the world, I think. I agree. When yeah. there's dancing in the streets.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? We had four years of pretty hateful rhetoric.
0: hmm I always
1: look at. I might not agree with the president and his policies, but at the very least, I feel like I should be able to get some sort of leadership and guidance from my president. I was not a fan of George Bush, right. George W. Bush, but on 9-11, he did a good job of bringing our country together, and the person in our White House couldn't do that for the last eight months of COVID. Right. So very much am optimistic about these next four years.
0: all Mostly just be excited that when I do hear Joe Biden speak, it's not in a defensive manner. Yeah. And I'm just looking forward to having a president will take criticism like a, an adult would take criticism, not like a child takes criticism.
1: I think a child would take it better than he does.
0: Yes. I mean, but that being said, we don't talk about politics that much on this no. uh, podcast because this is an escape for us. Yes, uh, we are immersed in politics when we're on our social media, mm-hmm. and it's nice to have, like, one sliver, an hour of life that where we don't talk about COVID, where we don't talk about social injustices 24-7, and we have that privilege to have an hour of just talking about shitty movies yeah you know reminiscing
1: about our teens
0: (laughs) and i hope you guys use our podcast as an escape from this horrible year Mm -hmm. and we make you laugh so and we hope you have a wonderful week
1: do you want to tell them the movies
0: that'll be on next week's probably sure (laughs) so next week the two movies going head to head jack starring robin williams Mm -hmm. and bruce almighty Starring Jim Carrey.
1: Very nice. Who,
0: by the way, has now a stable SNL job.
1: Yeah, for as long as he'd like to play Joe Biden. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, that will be on next week's poll. Jack versus Bruce Almighty. I'm
1: going to say Bruce Almighty's going to win. Okay. But either way, I look forward to it because Robin Williams and Jim Carrey are like one and two favorite Ryan childhood actors. Right. So, I'm excited either way.
0: I'm going to guess Jack, but I honestly don't know. Okay. (laughs) We guessed right on this last one, though. Yes, we did.
1: Yeah, we both said your own trip. Yeah. So get over to our Facebook and Twitter on Wednesday to vote in that. And then over on, or no, I'm sorry, on Thursday to vote. I apologize. Yeah. And on Friday on Instagram.
0: Correct. On our stories.
1: On our stories.
0: Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. And we hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week. Okay. Okay, Bye. Bye.